Be sure to cop the new locker room trucker hats. Link in our description. Limited release. You can only get these one time. Be sure to go get yours today. Before we start this episode, this episode of The Locker Room is presented by bbchick.com. bbchick is a recruiting service made just for women's basketball players. Unlike other recruiting websites, this innovative hub offers an enchanting blend of affordability and unwavering support, empowering coaches to forge deep connections with talented players through their own personalized live profile. With access to over 2,000 coaches, bbchick can help you contact coaches through email and monitor each of their movements on your profile with their remarkable coach tracker bb chick is sure to benefit or kickstart your recruiting process use the link in the description to sign up for bb chick to jumpstart your recruiting with that being said cue the intro music Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Lister. We're recording live from the Powder League gym. I'm here with Zach Mogbo, one of the premier players in the Powder League, former dunk contest participant. Let's just get right into it. Zach, just briefly introduce yourself. How y'all doing? I'm Zach Mogbo. Um, playing in Powder League. Summer times, I mean, can't get no better basketball in Utah than that, so. No doubt about it. So let's just get right into it. You're from Florida, right? Yes, sir. Describe just how you got into basketball. Who put in a ball in your hand when you were young? Oh, wow. How it developed from there? Um, how I got into basketball? My younger brothers, I was a football head. Really? Um, yeah, I was a big football player. What'd you play? So I played slot. Oh, really? I played slot. Um, people tell me I was better at football than I was at basketball, but I don't think so anymore. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but back in the day, yeah, I used to play football, bro. I loved football. Uh, how I got into basketball, going to my younger brother's games, to really? be honest. Going to their games and, like, playing with them in practice and, know, and like, seeing how bad I was made me be like, okay, bro, I got to at least be decent, you yeah. know? So that's how I got into basketball. So when did you pick a basketball up then? Ninth grade. Freshman year of high school? Yeah. Bro, that's wild. Yeah. So were you were you on the taller side then? Sorry? Were you on the taller side then? Or? The taller side? Yeah. Um I hit my my first my hurt my first growth spurt about tenth grade year. Oh really? Because freshman year I was about five nine. Okay. And then sophomore year I was six foot. And then that summer, I went from six foot to six four. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. No, that's crazy. So just describe, I mean, picking up a basketball so late, what was it like as far as your development goes? You know, Honestly, bro, senior year? sitting on the bench is a great teacher. My oh, 100%. Year, I probably played it maybe a total of 20 minutes the whole season. <laughs> I was just Been happy there. enough to make the team. Right. So, what yeah. were you? So, what were you doing from there, just during the summers, and so to set yourself up for success leading up to man, your I would classman years. I would work out every day after practice. So, if I was at practice and I was missing left hand layups, I'm going home and I'm doing 50 left hand layups, and then like we would do certain stuff. 
Like I would just do, I would work out to how I would need to play in the game. So that's how I trained myself. And I would say I didn't realistically see a lot of improvement until sophomore year that summer. And that's when people were like, okay, bro, like you've been putting in some work. For sure. So, so when did you really have that breakout year? Junior year. Junior year? Junior year, yeah. Did you start varsity then? Yeah, I started varsity, averaged 20 a game. Um, it was it was an enlightening year. It was, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know what it was like having so much pressure on your shoulders that year because everyone, like my team relied on me my junior year. Yeah. So it was, it was a great teacher too. It was like, that was that year taught me how to handle all that pressure. For sure. So what did that look like? going into your senior year um you decide like at some point you can you have the opportunity to play college basketball yes what does that look like as far as getting your recruiting going okay um so for me when I figured out that I could actually play college basketball was my sophomore summer Um, oh really yeah because that's when everyone was like bro you you actually got better yeah, and then, like you really got in the gym. And then, like, that's when it clicked. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just trained that whole sophomore year. And then that junior year broke out. Broke out. Then had a great had a great AAU season that year, too. Picked up a couple of D2 offers, some interest. Oh, really? um, but then we were playing in the Fab 48 up in Vegas. Oh, yeah. And I broke my foot. No. Broke my foot. No Broke way. my foot mid-game. Yeah. It was. How'd that happen? So, <laughs> funny, right? So, um, I ended up getting a steal. Went down, dunked it on somebody. <laughs> he was mad. So, like, it was an N1. So, like, when I got up, like, like I dunked it, but I was on the rim. Yeah. So, like, kind of when I landed, he pushed me. Oh, so no. So, I fell awkwardly. Bro. And I just, I thought it was my, I thought I tweaked my ankle at first because I had a whole bunch of adrenaline. Right. So when that adrenaline kicked down, and I, after I shot oh, my free like, throw and I was like, you know, jogging back on defense, I'm like, man, this feels, this feels crazy for an ankle tweak, you know. But then I ended up after the game, not even after, five minutes on sitting on the bench, I got up to sub back in and I fell trying to get up to go to the, school, to the, to the table. Wow. Yeah, so that's how I figured out it was broke. <laughs> I mean, moving on from that, you said you picked up a couple D2 offers going into your senior year. Let's get to your senior year. You're fully healed from your foot, assuming. Um, Yeah, fully healed, played one game. Well, I wouldn't count it a game. I'll call it a scrimmage. Played a scrimmage. Got another steal. <laughs> Did a Euro step, reverse dunked it. And then the guy pushed me in the air and I landed on my wrist and I broke my hand. Ooh, so did you miss most of your senior year then? A whole senior year. Really? So I didn't even get to play. So how'd that affect your recruitment? My recruitment, honestly, that's, that was a big impact because all the interests and D2 offers that I had, they all were taken, obviously. So my senior year was about, I played as an unsigned senior for AAU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that helped me a lot because that just put me back on the radar. Uh-huh. So when I got back on the radar, 
I picked up some of the same interests, but then I got an offer from a, a junior college. And my mentor was like, I want you to look into this, like this could be something good for you. And that junior college was probably the best thing that could have happened to me. Where'd you go, JUCO? Palm Beach State. Where's that at, Florida? It's in Florida. Oh, I got you. So, so then describe, what, I mean, what's that change like from high school to a JUCO? Oh, the because speed, you get, the I speed mean, pace. even at the JUCO level, you still get those guys who are legitimate Division One level. Yeah. But something happened, whether it was, yeah. you know, grades, injuries. You know, no, that is that very, what you're saying is very true, very true. I, I played against one of the guys I actually played against um, is in the NBA right now, Chris Dorte. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, he played at Northwest Florida. He was, bro, cold. He was cold. He was cold. He was cold. So, so you know, give more detail on what this change was like. Okay. So the biggest change I would say going from high school to college is the speed of the right. game. The pace is uh. it's a lot faster, but then you have to slow it down in your mind. So for me, freshman year, that was my biggest struggle. Was understanding the speed of the was game. Was understanding the speed because it felt like you were playing full speed for 40 minutes and you're like, right. bro, I'm tired. Yeah, so, I mean, I go to a small school, I go to Chapman. I've had the opportunity to get in runs with the team there. And I agree, the speed is totally different. Even for a D3 school, they still had a couple guys who were uh, – you former Division One players decide to you know play down D three to get more playing opportunities, and you still have guys who are extremely high level players. And I definitely agree, the speed is something else. You know, no matter what level of college basketball, that speed is definitely a big. No, that adjustment. is very true. Speed, like you just said, no matter at what level, it it because everyone at college is a lot more mature, stronger, right. faster. Mm. So you have to be able to keep up or you're going to get left behind. For sure, no doubt. So then let's reflect on that freshman year a little bit. Okay. You know, what were some of your biggest takeaways and stuff like that? My biggest takeaways, freshman year, I still, I still say this to this day that my coach taught me, next man up. Right. Because you never know when you're the next man up. So you always have to be ready. So for me, I took that into consideration. Preparing for my sophomore year was, I was conditioning myself before the season. I was in the gym a lot harder, working out with my coaches a lot more, you know? So that next man up, I would say that was my biggest takeaway my freshman year. For sure, so was your freshman year definitely more of a development year for you? To yeah. set yourself up for a successful sophomore year? Yeah. So then what was that sophomore year looking like? Fun. Fun? Fun. It's Basketball was a lot more fun my sophomore year because I was mentally prepared and I had a sense of what I was getting into. Because from my freshman year, it was like getting your feet wet. Right. So then your sophomore sure. year, when you got to dive in the pool full, you know, all the way in, you're prepared for it. For sure. So it was a lot more fun my sophomore year. Did you start your sophomore year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were your averages like? crazy because sophomore year I ended up breaking my opposite foot but the no. same bone <laughs> in my opposite foot no way but before I broke my foot I want to say I was averaging maybe 15 and 12 
Double double. Double double maybe. So are you playing in college? Are you playing the four? So I'd I I, I, I um, yeah, I would play the four and the three a lot. Mm. You play more of like a stretch four or Yeah. Mm. The stretch four, that was my favorite. I love playing the stretch four. It was it was most definitely fun. So I mean with that being said, JUCO two years. What are you looking for that sophomore year trying to transfer up despite your foot injury? Kept that quote in my head, next man mm -hmm. up. So in my head, I was like, okay, you're hurt, but you still got to be ready and be what the next man do? up. Right. What can I do to get myself prepared to be the next man up? Mm -hmm. So I'm at practice and I'm sitting there pedaling on the bike, watching my teammates. I'm right. not going to let them suffer by themselves. Mm -hmm. So like stuff like that, I was doing to prepare myself. For sure. So did you end up picking any offers up at higher levels? So yes, I ended up picking up. Ended up picking up quite a, quite quite some offers. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember every single one. You don't have to. I mean, just name a few. Uh, NAU, Northern Arizona University, North Carolina Central University. Try to think of all the visits I went on. Um, Utah Valley University. Um, Texas State, Bethune-Cookman. Those are the ones I can remember yeah. off the top of my head. So you brought up taking visits. How much do you value taking visits to schools before you decide to choose a spot to land? So when I think of taking, like you said, like when I think of taking visits, for me, it's like I gave that analogy earlier, put it like getting your feet wet. Mm -hmm. You got to go get your feet wet to see what type of environment, atmosphere you're going to be into. Right. So taking that visit is a really big thing, you know. Yeah, it's fun and, you know, you get treated well and all that right. stuff. But it, but you got to pay attention to the to the minor details. For sure. You know, like the, the teachers on campus. Like how do the how do the all the coaches gonna treat you? Mm -hmm. Not only is the coach that recruited you gonna treat you well, but are the other coaches gonna treat you well? For sure. You know, like you gotta pick your teammates' brains. Like you know, like sit there and ask some questions about the programming, the schooling, the coaching, mm -hmm. because you know once you commit, like that's it. You're all right. in. You and you don't want to commit to a school that you don't want to buy in all the way to. So, I so where'd you end up landing? So I ended up going to Utah Valley University. I ended up committing to Utah Valley University. Mm -hmm. So what did that junior year look like then? Um, rough. I was a red rough. shirt that year. Really? Yeah. It was, it was rough, but the disciplinary acts that they taught me over there, I'm thankful for. You know, the 6 a.m. conditionings. The study halls, class, coaches checking in on you, like, that teaches you how to be accountable for yourself. So, like, that translates from off the court onto the court. If the coach says, you know, run play three, you're going to run play three, but you're going to run it the right way. You're not going to run it, oh, I'm not going to do it to my side, I'm going to run it to this side. You're going to run it the right way because you never know if you might, that back door might be there, you know? For sure. So, I mean, what did you bring up the whole point of accountability what does that mean off the court as a life lesson life lesson man I would say basketball has taught me more off the court than it has on the court right. because 
coming off the court, you know, you still got, you got to hold yourself to a certain accountability, meaning like standards, right? You can't be out there acting a fool and doing, you know, the wrong things. Right. And yeah. No you got to you got to be on campus being right, acting smart, all that stuff. Uh huh. So yeah, for sure. Accountability is a big is one something that. that takes you a long way off the court. Definitely. So moving on from that, coming into your senior year, what were you doing to set yourself up to get playing time coming off of a redshirt year as a junior? Um, if I'm gonna be honest, I quit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so what? I mean, what was that like then? Ah, uh, it was. It was for myself. I needed a. I needed a year to mentally understand that high level. Right. So I don't want to say I quit, but I took a year off to get myself ready to be on the court, but with the characteristics that I needed to have on the court. The characteristics and the maturity, maturity to be a high-level yes. athlete. So then... Is that when you started getting involved with Powder League? Yes. Because that's right around, what, 2020? Yeah, right around 2020, 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, what has Powder League done for your basketball career? Because I know we've talked about recently, like, you looking at going pro yes. and looking at that next level. So what has Powder League done for you? Honestly, Powder League is a great, great great summer league in my opinion because you get to play against a lot of high level players so at the so at that time you're preparing yourself playing high level players in the summer league you're going to get you're going to be ready for when your season actually starts to right. play against those high level players for sure a, you know so how has powder league de helped your development as a player and what has it shown you on a pro level style of play, playing against some overseas guys, yes. and even these high level division one guys at power five schools, like the University of Utah players of the world, the UVU players of the world, or even some of the BYU guys, mm -hmm. like what has that shown you on a maturity level of what they do and a skill level of how you compare yourself to others? Maturity level, it showed me a lot. It shows you that you gotta be able to handle all types of adversity without giving into emotion. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned with a lot with these pros is they don't let their emotions take over them when they're playing, right. but they use their emotions as like a drive, as like fuel to the fire. For sure. So, it, so instead of like using emotions to control them, they use their emotions on the court as a way of showing how good they are. For sure. So how does that affect your training? Because I know it's been multiple years since you've been out of college and you're now finally trying to get this pro deal. So what have you been doing the last couple of years to really just keep building on yourself, coming into you know, each next summer going into the next season of Powder League and then now going into the pros? What does your training regimen look like? My training resume, um, to be honest. Don't give away your secrets. <laughs> Just from a competition, uh, I, I, don't, honestly, I don't want I don't people locking secrets. you up. <laughs> now nah, you're good, bro. I don't really have secrets, bro. <laughs> I, 
I teach people every anything because at the same time, knowledge is free, bro. So if, if someone teaches it to me, who am I not to to pass it down to the next generation exactly. or the next person? You For know? sure. So, shoot, my training resume, I work out three times a day, go to work, and then obviously, like, you know, days if I have powder league games, I'm not going to work out three times. I might get a morning workout, go to work, rest my legs, come to my game. Um, I try to play pickup as much as possible in the summertime when all the pros are back because that pickup is is at another level. You like want to give, a couple, you wanna give a couple names of who you've been able to play with? Any yeah. notable names? Um, so out here, I played with Dakari Tucker, big time player, big, big time player. Right, yeah. You've seen his powder loop uh, debut. He was out Obviously. here. Um, Couple other people, Rajon Tuck, boy, that, hey, that's, hey, he's an animal. Boy, I'm gonna keep it a buck. That he's guy, a, that guy is he's wild. a dog. He's a no, dog. He is. He's a he's dog. Crazy. He's a dog. Um, who else? Can I think of top of my head? Um, I know Frank Jackson's out here a lot. Frank Jackson, <laughs> he's a dog too. Tough. He's a dog too. Duke I go lie, Frank. It, you, once you get Frank going, he's going. <laughs> <laughs> and he just signed. He's going. He just signed overseas somewhere too. Oh yeah, he's that he's doing today. his thing. Yeah, he was doing his he's doing his thing. Yeah. So I mean, man, to be honest, all those people I just named: Frank, Rajon, Dakari. I played with Jordan Loveridge, Sean, Danny, Parker Van Dyke. Like I played with a lot of these pro guys, and and like one thing that I take away from them is how hard they always go. Oh, yeah. I mean, that shows, to bring up Parker, that guy is always going. And you see it in the way he plays. I mean, that guy never takes a possession off. Even if he's not touching the ball or if he's on the bench, he's always finding some way to impact the game. And that's not just a lesson on the court. That's a lesson in life is whether, in metaphorically speaking, whether you're on – the bench or whether you're in the game like how are you impacting what you do whether that's at work whether that's at home whether that's on the basketball court football field whatever it's a huge life lesson have any of those pro players given you advice since you've been looking to play at the yeah. next level so one thing i took away was when, when i was talking about emotions is is that's one thing i've been been working on a lot is learning how to play with control of your emotions because we've had you mic'd up we know i know you're a competitor <laughs> yeah i, I get, I get you're competitor. very competitive very competitive um like i like like i like I, I what i'm really trying to do is is make this my main source like my main thing i'm trying to have basketball be my number one focus you know so I can just lock in and give it my all so that way when my time is done with basketball I can give back to the next generation on everything I've learned right no doubt about it wow I mean that's crazy so I mean what is that pro speed like then compared to the JUCO and the D1 level playing with legit like the guys who have literally made it the highest of highest levels so I played with a lot of high-level guys like a lot of NBA players right. and 
like one thing that you that I take away from them is how quickly they forget a mistake. Oh, for sure. They never like they they could miss in a wide open three that's in the corner. They're not gonna let that hinder them on the on the next defensive play right. or the they next just, time they, they go just, back they and shoot. They just shrug it off for sure. They shrug it off, and it's and that's one thing that I, I I really love, and I'm thankful to learn, is quick quick memory. For sure. Forget it, move on. All right. With that being said, this concludes our episode. Zach, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Go watch his mic'd up videos on the locker room Instagram. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure really just getting to know you. We did this off the top, no preparation. So with that being said, Zach, sign us off. I'm Zach Mobo, and this is The Locker Room, where sports unite us and stories inspire us, baby. Peace out. <laughs> hey, I feel